better step back and you better take cover Cause I'm coming in and I might take your mother, brother, sister Doesn't even matter Coming in this thing saying, yeah, we moving matter So we're gonna do it and we're gonna go like splatter You don't wanna step to this guy, yeah, yeah I'm acting We're talking past, present, and future About one thing in all this video What's up, brother? Yo, bro. Back in the booth? We are back in the booth. Good to see you. Giving the good people a little truth. That's what we do. And I'm so happy to see you, man. I'm happy to see T-Matt. It is a great day. Matter of fact, what day is it? Today is August 17th. Good call. I've got 2016. I've got that Tupac uh, like picture. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Shady Podcast. It's been a while. Um, over the last couple of months, Mo and I have ventured into different waters and done a couple of different things, but we're dropping, I guess it'll probably be three episodes all at once when this comes yep. out. Three episodes all at once. And, um, you know, it's been a while. Um, obviously, Micah has his, had his campaign that he was doing, with, which I can say that he won his primary. Congratulations, big guy. Thank you very much. It was a lot of effort that went into it and um, impressive turnout. And, you know, you won by a big margin. I think that speaks a lot to your dedication and your hard work. So congratulations, big guy, big fella. Thank you, sir. No, it's been great. Uh, It's been amazing in so many different ways how it's played itself out. And uh, people that that you knew who stepped up that have been friends for for a lifetime and, and brand new people who've come out and put signs up or called people or whatever. And uh, it was a total team effort. And it, it definitely was one of those things where I always sort of, uh, I was kind of judgy of politicians who were like, we won tonight. <laughs> like, Dude, whatever. Right. Like you're just this like faux modesty. And then, and then in all sincerity, like I ran in this campaign and I saw all the people who came out and put their heart into it, including T-Matt. Website, T-Mat. hashtag website. Awesome. He did an excellent job, by the way. Uh, and the videos. Video. Uh, so just getting people out, you realize that it, it, you couldn't do it alone. You've got to have a team, even at the South Carolina State House. Level. Right. Like you can't do it without other people. Helping. Exactly. And I'm I am uh, very humbled by, you know, all the people who came out and helped all the people who voted. You know, I, but look, man. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I want to know who the 32% were that didn't vote for me. Well, you know, I wouldn't expect anything. <laughs> like, what, what was the problem? What, I wouldn't expect anything less of you, but just like people who support you that know you like for life, they life didn't long, get a chance to talk to me. Well, and, and again, I mean. I don't think too skinny is the issue. No, I don't think that's the issue either <laughs> at all. But, I mean, they have people who at are loyal to them. At all. I mean, you're not the littlest guy in the world, Micah. Right? Thanks. I mean, the election took a toll on you. I'm just saying. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to today's podcast. We're going to jump right into, I guess, the presidential election. Direct man. and honest is the policy here. Right? You know what, though? Uh, I realized over the course of the months where people have approached me about the podcast and asked what's been up, and I haven't really had an answer. You know, you and I are kicking around some ideas, and... Uh, I, a lot of people told me they listen to the podcast while driving or like working out or running. You know, I've heard this exact same thing. I'm particularly driving more so than working out. Well, one of my good friends listened to it every time she runs. So I'm committed to help her lose weight. 
I don't even know her. I don't know who you're talking about. Well, I'm committed as well. <laughs> and how are we going to do that, buddy? I think that we should have random moments throughout the show where we either tell people to speak. Run up. faster! Yeah, we should run faster! Nike up. Run! Run! Whoa, 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 whoa. Watch out for that hoe. It's a ditch there. Yeah, watch out. I always keep your guard up. Hey, hey, but for people who are driving, you got to be like, what? Hey, slow down. Slow down. Easy player. Look down. Hey. It's a speed trap look, coming look up. First. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no longer than 10 seconds, but I will uh, expect those of you who listen while working out to give it that extra little bit when so called upon. That's our service to you, provided free of charge via the Insanity Podcast. Because we're here for you. Service. We are here for you. Service to the people. So, man, let's, let's jump into this. Last time we talked, I think you were you had said something to the effect of Donald Trump will never be oh, God. the Republican nominee. That was like pre-Iowa? I think it was a little later than that, but, you know, I did make that. It was later than that. I made the poll well, that makes it all better. That the, the American people will come to their senses and no way that this guy will be the represent, representative for the Republican Party. But here we are, and we sit with the two most unfavorable candidates to be elected as they party representat- representation in history. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a quandary here in the fact that we got two of the most unfavorable candidates in the history of elections, at least since polling been um, implemented in these things. And here we are. How do you feel about that? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it how you can have a poll and the unfavorable rate for a candidate is 34%, but yet you have 14 million vote for one and I'm assuming 16 million vote for another to get to the point where they're representing the parties. I think there is a big, big portion of the electric that is unsatisfied with the choices we have to represent the 330 million people in this country. And it's, it's, it's a quandary. Yeah, man, for sure. It's, uh, I, I don't know how you reconcile everything that's going on. Like I, I find myself watching coverage of, of the presidential election and admittedly, I, uh, I guess lost focus, you know, somewhat selfishly during my own race. And I had have and do have so much going on that I haven't paid as much attention to it. But when I look at the presidential race, I, I see people complain on one side that, uh, you know, the pro-Trump get people will say the media is is crushing Trump. It's it's so not fair. Right. And and then I, I think, well, you know, last week on TV, people were saying, well, the only reason Donald Trump got where he got was because he got $2 billion in free media advertising. Absolutely. And, and I don't remember any of that press being particularly positive like donald trump has prevailed despite constant negative media attention but you cannot then ignore the fact that the constant media attention has been constant media attention right well you know like it it, it, does it matter that it's negative because it seems not well i mean it goes back to the old saying no publicity is bad publicity um but at the same time, you can't continue to be negative and expect to get positive results. It's just a simple math equation. I mean, if you could, everything that comes out your mouth is negative, 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 negative. Right. Like if you were a uh, like a public relations student or a professor, I would imagine that this may this track of of Donald Trump's rise to uh, political celebrity and and 
palatability, I'll just say that, <laughs> as a political candidate, um, ha- has like crested. Like, right? If it's an if For it's sure. a curve, you you have reached the the apex of of what that looks like. It's more like a wave. Waves crest. So if it's a wave, the wave is cresting. It is coming down. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, hold on. Let me let me just stop you there. Talk to me about it. What's been on your mind? Dig the hole a little deeper, as they say. Well, I mean, I'm just looking at it again. The more negativity you put out there, the more negative response you're going to get. And it's just basic leadership. The head will lead the tail. And right now, I think you see in a trickle-down effect of all the negativity that you hear from the candidates and the media, etc., permeate through the society right now so you're you're having two effects one you're having people having deeper conversations and really challenging their biases and then two you're having people acting out their prejudices and that's the more scary thing and they feel more comfortable with doing that because the person who is representing the the ideology is saying it's okay to Say what you want to say to be strong because this is under nationalism. Um, this is what making America great looks like. And this is going to put us in a very particular place uh, that is somewhat scary. But at the same time, if done correctly, can put us in a, a good place long term. So it's tricky. What's so your what, thoughts? Well, I mean, use the word leadership there. Yes. I heard that. I like that. It word. stood out because I don't see a lot of that. Uh, quite frankly, on either side of the of the presidential ballot, I agree. And I don't know where we go from from here. Well, you know, wh- where is leadership? Where I mean, is statesmanship? And and I guess statesmanship and leadership aren't necessarily the same thing. I struggle to think they're divorced. But you know, where are where's the leadership? Uh, well, I mean, I think there is leadership. It's just your perception of it. I would think that the people who follow Trump or Hillary see them as leaders. And the I guess the the term, the basic term of leadership is the ability to lead a organization or a group of people in a certain direction. So I hear what you're saying. I just don't know leadership. I I just don't know that I buy it. I guess that's my problem as a voter. You know, uh, for all you know, on, my well to do, and I have, oh, let me just pause you there. Okay, let me let me just say that first of all, uh, I still have competition in November, and in all sincerity, I don't take anything for granted. So when I say I'm, I'm going to make this comment as a voter, I genuinely mean that. Like as a voter, I don't know that when I look at Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump, I see a hell of a lot of leadership. On anything, I see people who either parrot, focus grouped, uh, taglines, whatever the hell you would call them, talking points, or I see a guy who just does not give a damn about what anybody thinks. And 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 I, I recognize the value in in both approaches, mm-hmm. right? There there is something to be said for the pragmatism of. Making sure that all peoples are equally represented or all people are at least somewhat represented or I'm speaking for a lot of different groups and I've 
undertaken professional efforts to make sure that that I can talk to those people mm-hmm. uh, in the same way that I can appreciate someone who just says what the hell he thinks. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's something refreshing about that that discourse. But in neither case do I see anybody stepping up to say, I have an actual real solution to an actual real problem that is actually affecting real Americans. That's my problem with them both. Well, I think that's a result of the society we live in today. I mean, everything is so reactionary. Like, you have to have an opinion on everything, and you can place whatever your thoughts are on anyone else and try to make it their truth. Um, I think the perfect example of that is um, Ellen DeGeneres. Did I say that right? I guess. That's close enough. I don't know, Ellen. Um, she she cracks me up she, She's freaking <laughs> I think, hilarious. I think she's pretty funny. She had a meme out. Um, after she's you, riding on... Uh, Usain Bolt. You say, that's hilarious. Yeah, like Michael, Michael uh, what am I saying? Usain Bolt was... Yes. I'm confusing Michael Phelps. We should get into that. We, we, that's we later. get on the Olympics. That's later. Uh, like he's looking over and the dudes he's crushing uh, from behind. Right, right. Yeah. But in you, yeah. and she took a meme and said, "This people call that racist." Wait, do you think that's racist? Can I finish explaining for the people? God, be faster, who did man. Not we got people running it. right now. Actually, All hold right. on. You finish your. You hold your thought, ladies and gentlemen, who are running right now. Ready, set, work real hard. Go harder, harder. Ten seconds. Push it on. Eight. Seven, six, five, four, Don't quit. three, Don't quit. two, 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 one. Good job, good job. Good job, good job. Good job, good job. All right, good effort. All right. So, yeah, so she was running on his back, and she said that this is the way I'm going to run my errands now. And it's a meme of her, her on the back, and he's smiling, she's smiling. Right. And it's freaking hilarious, but it has now become a topic of racism that she was being a racist by ri- riding on the oh proverbial black man back and you know the white what? woman on the back man back. I just think that the hypersensitive people in the world do themselves such a disservice when they say things like that. That's literally the fastest man in the world. Exactly. It's like the thing we were talking about last night with uh, Katie Ledecky the girl who the long distance yes. who just smoked everybody Killing by like uh, like 13 <laughs> seconds in a in a pool race. In a like, pool, bro. Oh, man. It's ridiculous. Like, But somebody had tweeted something comparing her to Michael Phelps, and people took umbrage. People were, took issue with that. Like, this is a, 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 a slight to women everywhere. And I just, I'm, I'm, again, white man bias. White man bias. I'm just saying, no part of this makes logical sense if comparing someone to literally the greatest Olympian of all time in all of human history, the best, the, who has the most gold medals ever, ever, if that's a slight, oh, my God. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, easy, it's, it's uh, settled down. It's like, come on, we got to get over this political crap. Absolutely. We got to credit her and give her the love for winning a gold medal. It's amazing how big she's winning. But like to to just to suggest that being connected with someone as successful as Michael Phelps has been is inherently wrong. I I just I find that so disingenuous that I can't get on board with it. It's ridiculous. It's it's an overcorrection that is hampering the conversation i believe that could potentially move this country forward much faster um i just think the same principle is involved with the ellen degeneres 
you know, joke. Like, yeah, it's the he's same the thing. Fastest man in the world, All right? If you can't win, and, and, and for you people who does not comedic are cunningly astute, essentially she was making a, a play on running errands. I'm running errands, and yeah, I'm gonna yeah. run errands. I'm gonna run it with the fastest man in the world, I, who just so happened to won the hundred meters back to back to back in three I, Olympics. I'm not gonna begrudge anybody for thinking something is not funny, but don't, don't make it racist. Just because it's not funny doesn't mean it's racist. Absolutely. That's my point. Absolutely. But going back to my overall point, I think in this society, um, we have become so. Um, used to having those knee-jerk reactions and having to put our opinion out there because we have so many mediums where we can do that. Um, and sometimes it's to our, our, our benefit, but a lot of times it's to our detriment. And it goes back to a concept that I've been focusing on, and we we spoke on this a little bit last night, Micah. Um, For those of you who are curious, let me just clear up. <laughs> I would I? Uh, we had a meeting and talked about this stuff. And of public place we prepared <laughs> right we prepared Jeez. a little bit we had it's been, it's been busy i just don't want any of you you know who you are why don't i tell Stop. you about i was trying to explain stuff just go with it okay I'm just um, go. anyway just go. go so this concept that i've i've been diving into is one of affiliation okay so affiliation we we are all affiliated to something so whether it's your family, whether it's your church, whether it's your race, whether it's your gender, whether it's your country, whether it's your favorite team, we are affiliated to something, right? And this affiliation also becomes a representation of who we are. So when something that I'm affiliated to then somehow become becomes under attack, I inherently feel like, I'm become I'm coming under attack because it is the representation of of me, i.e., I'm a white person. White cops shoot black cop, and white cops under attack. I'm looking even if the video suggests that he was completely wrong. I'm trying to find a way to maybe justify his actions or her actions because of my affiliation, whether consciously or subconsciously. Because subconsciously, I think. I feel like this is an attack on my affiliation, which is an attack on my representation of me. So I believe that, brain is full circle, Donald Trump has become a vacuum, um, excuse me, excuse me, a medium for those people who feel that white America has been under attack because every time uh, uh, a black person gets shot, then then somehow all white people are guilty. Or because slavery was in this country, somehow I'm responsible for the circumstances that black people are in. Or Muslims, they can't come. Or or my situations is because immigrants are coming in here and I can't come up. He has given them the ability to point the finger at someone else and not accept blame for themselves. Or the appropriate bang go wherever it should go. And I believe that's why we see ourselves in the situation where you have someone so unfavorable on both sides become the representation for the two major parties in America. What's your thoughts there? I know I said a lot, but I think I had to, to kind of get this concept that I've been playing around with. Well, I think, let me just make sure I follow you. Okay. Because I, because I agree. I think I agree. But in essence, 
your your first point is that where we identify characteristics in others that match our own. Mm-hmm. You use the word affiliation. Affiliation. We, uh, at least of the at least those of us who are prone to like a self defense mechanism, we then connect and and project onto those who represent that commonality. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> right. Man. <laughs> and and then your your second point is that Donald Trump is a representation of a number of things that people feel your word affiliated with. Right. And that is the source of his popularity. Yes. I think that's the sources of popularity, particularly in this political correct word where people who like Ellen DeGeneres, who puts out a meme that is completely innocent from when she put it out there, but yet she's getting attacked for it. And those folks here saying, no, I'm not a racist. I'm not a racist. I didn't mean that in any type of racism way. You're putting that on me and I'm getting tired of being called that because that's what you think. Um, And I feel like a lot of those folks feel that because of the conversation we done had, whether it's police brutality, whether it's it's immigration, whatever their situation is and whatever other causes outside of themselves may be um, could potentially have contributed them not to being where they potentially could be um, and feeling particularly, and I'm, I'm, I'm specifically talking more about white folks right. feeling like they should somehow feel guilty for feeling the way they feel while everyone else get the benefits of the, get the benefit of the doubt. Right. Like why, why, why is it okay for black folks to have a, uh, um, um, historically black college, but it's it's messed up for me to say something. I'm I'm proud of, of my whiteness in some kind of way, um, and I think Donald Trump represents a again a medium to say it's okay for me to be proud of my whiteness, but doesn't necessarily mean I'm a racist or I'm prejudiced. And so that's, therefore I'm kind of drawn to him because of his bluntness. He's saying stuff that I've been wanting to say for a while. And now he is that person that represents my thought process. And maybe it's not even necessarily as deep as some of the stuff he say, but it feels good to know that someone has my back. Someone is representing my affiliation. I don't even know why I'm here sometimes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think you nailed it, man. I think you're spot on. Yeah. I think that you uh, are, are hitting all the key points. I'm, you're, you're exactly right. I think, I think. I just see the world and, and, and people are frustrated. They don't know how to say what they want to say. And, and the closest approximation of that is what they have to let on to. Right. If, if you're a white person who who sees the world and says, well, I think it's wrong that you guys are protesting by burning down stores. Right. I think it's wrong that you're attacking a police officer. Mm-hmm. There's nobody out there who's saying those things in a way that people can go, yeah, I'm with that. But the trouble with Donald Trump is he takes it so far that people who are, who are somewhere in the medium of that, that spectrum and go on, well, uh, you know, I'm just saying that like my kid is white and it's cool and I want him to have a future and not be denied scholarships and I want him to have a, uh, a great opportunity. 
to do whatever he wants to do. And I see the world saying, you know, well, you're not a minority. That's scary. That's scary. So you're a little, it's a little worrisome. And yet there's this candidate who is willing to step out and say all of these things that people, I guess, find shade from. Yeah, they find cover from. Even if I don't embrace the idea that all Mexicans are rapists, I can say that immigration is a problem. Right. Like, I see the people who are out there working who I, I, I didn't check their tax records, but I'm presuming didn't pay taxes. But here's the thing, Michael. That only takes you so far. At some point, those people who say my affiliation with this person has helped me to feel like I have a place to um, to basically vent. I, 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 this person is allowing me to vent. But then it comes a realization, okay, I still care about folks, and I, and, I, and I care about my affiliation. And what you are saying is now becoming a, a reflection of me in the wrong direction. Your message was good up to a point, and then you had to do what? Had, what what's the word we continue to hear? Pivot. When is he going to pivot? Because it, tolerance only goes so far. What? Here's the thing. In that argument, you were assuming that we have reached the apex of his popularity. Uh, the polls this is, would suggest this that. This is going to get. Well, right, but you've seen t- three weeks of polls. What was the headline you just showed me? 27, 27 days. 27 days. Divide by seven, carry the one. Four. Three. Four weeks. Is it four? I thought it was three. Four times seven it's is four. 28. Yeah, it's I think. 20, it's four. Sorry. I think. Sorry. You're right. right. I'm, I'm just thinking, saying. For whatever my, reason, my, I had nine is, in my, my head. My I had is, nine in my head for whatever my reason. My point is that, uh, look, it's a long campaign. It, you know, we still got three months to go or two months. I should know this because my like, Listen, if you live in the case of West Columbia, Springdale area, I would love you to come out on November 8th for Mike These are free. Um, but no, but you know I, what I mean? Like there's still time for people to correct and explain. Believe me, if Hillary Clinton can convince anybody that she is a palatable candidate, that that's all the proof I need that time will allow people to explain I disagree things. with that, Micah. I mean, come on. She's been in public service all her adult life. I mean, she has an argument to say that she's qualified for the position. No question. But, hey, Exper- so, on the experience. But experience is not all that it takes to be the president. But, if experience alone was the question, we would have elected Bob Dole. If experience alone was the question, we would have elected John McCain. If experience alone was uh, enough, not, we would have elected uh, Mitt Romney. But all those people had a shot, right? So my point is for you to say that you she, that if she can convince anyone, I think that's invalid statement. I'm with you insofar as her experience, her service to this country, uh, in in multiple facets. And, and I am one who absolutely counts her time. Uh, you know, in, in state government, is mm-hmm. as first lady. Mm-hmm. Even though I disagree with uh, her philosophical principles, you know, I do recognize that it is a service to this country to do that. To right. be a United States senator, to be a secretary of state, she has served this con- country. And I, I am not one of those like Republicans that you can. This is just gonna be like, well, she is, she's dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not. Like, yeah. look, I fundamentally disagree with her approach to solving many, many issues. But she is certainly well qualified. Okay. That don't, however, mistake that for the idea that she should necessarily be the choice. 
And I would say the rebuttal to that is Donald Trump. I mean, if you look at him by historical standards for presidential nominees, he's probably one of the least qualified persons to run for that office. So I see your point and I agree. I don't think it's all inclusive, but dude, go ahead. We elected a bunch of farmers to start this thing. Well, what, what else did we have to work with at that point? I'm just kidding. Okay. They were much more than they were much more what, than farmers. What did, These, we, have, what did like, we have to work with it? That's like that's like the hooky, like oh, they were just a bunch of farmers out there, you know, tilling their fields. But, but no, but, they weren't. They listen, were not. All right, but I do want to make my point. But there have been unqualified people who have served as president in the past. I agree. I agree. Okay. Not disagreeing with right. it. But but my overall point. I'm was, looking at you, Millard Fillmore. <laughs> Got him. Michael, let me talk. Bye. My overall point is that it only can take you so far when you use rhetoric like that. And it's not sure. and it's not even exclusive to Donald Trump. I think the irony of it, if you look at the Black Lives Matters movement and what they doing, you can almost say this it's the inverse effect. Like you only can shout but so much before you start putting in actionable things before people start basically dismissing you and i think what you're seeing on both fronts is somewhat of a dismissal of the ideology of what they're spewing out because then it's like and what next okay yes immigrants they've been hurting hurting us yes we need we should keep them out um yes um we need to have more protection uh, and trade and how we do these do do these deals yes we should be more um in nationalism but how do we do that at some point you have to start explaining what is the real action to bring about the change that you are continuing throwing out there and there has not been that it has not been that yet nothing that you can point to and say okay what is your point i'm gonna build a wall well, how are you going to build a wall? Mexico is going to pay for it. Okay, well, how are you going to get Mexico to pay for it? Oh, believe me, I make deals. I make real good deals, and they're going to pay for it. Look, I, I get you it. You see what I'm saying? I get it. I get it. But if you're looking for a specificity out of a presidential campaign, particularly as specificity translated into actual legislation, dude, you got to go a long way back to find that. Like, that's that's a thing. That's the goal. These people talk in 45-minute speeches because they're trying to placate an audience that came in and waited in line, and you get them jacked for five minutes. Uh, you talk substantively for 15, rouse and rousal for 20. and uh, Yeah, but this is 2016. This is the information age. Well, all right. You know, so at some point, you're going to have to start giving these more educated the more educated electorate that no, you ever fair. had, that's fair. Some real meat, and, I agree. I, and but there's no the meat where being put the out there. Where was the coverage of uh, Donald Trump's speech for yesterday? Yesterday, you know, I saw the coverage. What the Donald Trump wanted extreme extreme betting. <laughs> but here's the thing: he uses those taglines. But is that a bad thing? Is it a bad thing to say, "Yo, man, you're from a place that we know." That we know for a fact exports terrorism. That is a fact. I'm just saying that asking for increased security protocols, increased scrutiny 
is not irrational. Don't tell me that I'm racist for thinking that because your country has historically been linked to terrorism that that I'm racist. I'm not. That is a fact. That is an, that is an, an observable, uh, objective fact. I completely. That's the problem. I, I That's what white Americans deal with. I don't think. I don't think Trump has a message problem. Believe it or not, I think Trump has a messenger problem, um, and I think the messenger was good up until a point. But all the points I have made that that only takes you so far until you have to become substantive. I want to see you look as a president that someone that I can say, "Hey, my child, this is the president of the United States," and I want you to be proud of what he. No does. question, and no I, question. Uh, There's got to be a point where uh, I guess as as someone who is a Republican. I'm like, dude, give me something to hold on to. Like, give me some argument to say you're the guy. And what I have seen over the last 27 days is a series of things that I that I'm not behind, man. I'm not. I'm not with the Captain Khan family denigration. I don't care if Captain Khan's family were in fact aiders and abettors of communism. I don't care. That dude answered the call. That dude stood out there when when other people weren't, and that dude gave his life for the stars and stripes. For sure. That matters to me. Absolutely. And I realize that I'm one of those crazy veterans. No, you're not. I believe that that matters, and for whatever his personal faults, when this country asked him, he was there. He was on the line. He, he stood there. the ultimate sacrifice he stood there and he answered the call in a way that i hope that i would have been able to you know i pray that i would have been able to do that if i'd have been called to do it that day uh and so i am absolutely appalled at those comments and so when i see the way that things have transitioned i'm looking for hope that this guy is going to give me something Something that represents what I am. Right. Right? right. I'm all about that honest talk. I'm all like Donald Trump and I have different styles of being real. Right. You know, not real, real. <laughs> like it doesn't work because, right. first of all, there's like seven people still listening. <laughs> uh, no. By the way, if you're running right now, step it out. Ready and your mark is set. Go. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Good job. Done. Yeah, good job. That's it. That's it. Slow down if you're driving. No, I, no, I, I, I agree. But I think we're going back to the point. Again, if I'm going to be affiliated with you, I got to have something that I feel comfortable saying as a representation of myself. Again. But he I, hits so many points that I'm like, man, you're right. I agree. But at the same time, give me something to hold on to. I, 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 I Again, the message it's not crazy. Screaming nationalism it was essentially what George Bush did. You know, we're, we're going to stop being na- nation builders. We're going to focus inward. We got problems. We got poverty in this country. We got immigrants coming here, taking resources. That's not a bad message. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm under the same token. I think we spend way too many resources in other country when we got many mouths to be fed here. There's can people who you, can't get health care. Like, I, I get it. Side note story. Side note. I got a call from one of my interpreters in Afghanistan the other day, we're Facebook friends. <laughs> it's weird. It's a little weird, but it's not. Like right. I'm like, anyway, the district that I was in in Afghanistan was just retaken by the Taliban. Oh, wow. That's such a weird feeling. But wow. 
and and it's it's a shame. But I mean, uh, we we talked a lot about the election. I, I think what we're seeing now is a <laughs> coronation of of people coming to reality of what we have as our two major party representatives. And the reality of that is not feeling something that is representation of who we are as Americans on both sides. Here's my thing. You know what? Like, I struggle a lot in this election because, like, I legitimately think Hillary Clinton is a criminal. I absolutely believe she broke the law as to uh, handling of the information on email. Right. Like, that's against the law, man. I know a dude who was kicked out of the Marines for that. Like, right. I personally know a United States Marine Corps officer who forwarded information that would have ostensibly helped save lives. Right. So it's not like an abstract for me. My thing is this, though. Why don't we let a third party just let them in the, just let them in the debate, man? Like, I'm not trying to be the anti-Republican Republican. I'm not. I'm not in that boat. I'm. You know what? I'm on the team. I'm just saying. I believe that I want to hear from somebody else, and maybe that dude will never win. Maybe, maybe uh, Gary Johnson will never win. But you know what? I want. To I want to hear him. I want to hear him. I do. I, I I'll say that proudly. I want to hear what he's got to say on the prime time. I'm completely with you there. Let, let, let me just hear it, man. And and I don't know where this thing goes from here, and whether we remain a two party system, and whether Republican Party remains as it is, or whatever these people who are in these national magazines have to say. Sure, bro. We'll figure it out. I'm just saying right now, if there was anything I could do to say, let's let that do. Like, let me just. Maybe there's something in between. Like maybe that we're not so simple as a people that we have to have, have resort two to parties. the binary. Yeah, yeah. You know. I completely agree with that. And I think if any election calls for that to be the case, this is the one. I think there's a lot of never Trumps and there's a, a lot of never Hillary's that could potentially give a 30, third party um, candidate the opportunity to actually win. Um, but if the American people are not afforded the opportunity to hear from them, then, you know, we, we won't reach that conclusion or even that possibility. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this um, election moves forward from here. It's, it's good to be back, you know, talking about it. And, um, you know, I, I can't say I'm in a happy place. Um, I, I would love to see you know, some more options in a third party guy or our lady um, being on the debate stage. I think it's almost a responsibility for my media to make sure that happens so that all Americans can can find someone who represents them. And maybe we talk about something in future elections, doing away with this Republican Democrat binary um, system that we have right now. Don't, 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 don't bother me. Hey, thank you all for joining us for another episode of the Insanity Podcast. I know it has been a while, but we're back in the saddle and we can't be any more excited to be here. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode and we look forward to releasing some more here in the coming weeks. Um, um, talking about the important issues of today. So again, thank you for joining us. We look forward to the next time. Micah, go shoot. Can't you see? Just say it.
bother me. Working, working. Tell me I'm working. Don't bother me. Don't bother me. Can't you see? Don't bother me. Working, working. Tell me I'm working. Uh. Don't bother me. Don't 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 bother me. Can't you see? Don't bother me. Working, working. Tell me I'm working. Don't bother me. Don't bother me. Can't you see? Don't bother me. Working, working. Tell me I'm working. Yo. Don't bother me. Don't don't bother me. Can't you see?